This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Wednesday, the 10th of February. Happy hump day to everybody. And uh, we are in our first full week of the off season. No football until uh, until September, so just trying to fill in the time until we get to free agency, till we get to the draft, and a um, little bit of giant news, giant-related news uh, to start off today's show. Uh, we'll start off with Alex Tanney. Alex Tanney, the quarterback who signed a reserve futures contract to return to the Giants, or at least to compete in 2021, decided to call it a career. He has retired after nine seasons in the NFL. And uh, Tanny, who, who came to the Giants initially in 2018, was a backup to Eli Manning, and then later on a backup to Daniel Jones. And Tanny actually uh, can take pride in knowing that he is the answer to a trivia question. And that is, of course, uh, who was the quarterback who relieved Eli Manning in his final start and victory for the New York Giants? And the answer is Tanny. He actually came in for Eli with, you know, the Giants were ahead at the time. And Tanny came in and relieved Eli and uh, finished out that game. I think he threw one pass. I can't remember if that pass was completed or not, but that was Eli's swan song. And uh, Alex Tanny was very much a part of that. So now he becomes um, a part of history in Giants folklore and uh, is moving on to a new career, presumably in coaching, something I, I think he has spoken about in the past that he, he was interested in doing. So, uh, good luck to Alex Tanny. He was always, uh, an ultimate professional, a helpful guy whenever you needed, uh, you know, help with something quarterback related, offense related before COVID shut down the locker room. Of course, um, you could always go to Alex Tanny and he was very helpful in answering those questions. So I know I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I wish him well in retirement. The other piece of news, Giants related, not very, you know, not a piece of good news, unfortunately. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, um, I'll give you a little bit of Giants history here. Marty Schottenheimer, who was a veteran NFL head coach, didn't, he wasn't a head coach with the Giants, but he did have Giants ties, which I'll explain in a moment. But Marty Schottenheimer, unfortunately, has passed away. Uh, passed away Monday, actually, after a battle with Alzheimer's disease. Just an awful, awful experience. And, you know, I, I speak from experience when it comes to, you know, losing somebody, losing a loved one um, with, with a memory issue. My father passed away in, in September of 2019. 
after a rather lengthy battle with dementia. And it's very heartbreaking when, you know, someone you love, you know, you look at them and, and they look back at you and they eventually forget who you are or what significance they are. And, you know, just, just absolutely, you know, devastating. Um, but look, at that point, all you can do is support your family member and, and just, you know, try to make them as comfortable as possible. And uh, that's what we did with my dad. And I'm sure that's what the Schottenheimers did with Marty, who was in hospice for a while. And, um, you know, now, you know, hopefully he's in a better place where there is no pain and whatnot. But um, I mentioned Marty Schottenheimer had a Giants connection. For those of you who might be a little too young to remember, Marty Schottenheimer was actually a linebackers coach and defensive coordinator for the Giants back in the 70s. And it was his brilliant idea to take Harry Carson, who at the time was a uh, fourth-round draft pick. I think in 1977, Harry was drafted. And Marty Schottenheimer saw something in Harry, who was a defensive lineman coming out of college, turned him into a middle linebacker, which at the time, um, you know, the middle linebacker position, as it kind of is today, is a thinking man's position. And not only do you have to be super smart to play that spot, you know, you have to have a certain set of athletic skills. And Marty Schottenheimer made Harry Carson his personal pet project for that role. He just saw something in Harry uh, that made him think that Harry would be really successful as a middle linebacker. And sure enough, you know, Harry worked at it with Marty uh, during the days uh, when they had training camp back, I think, at Pace University. And we all know the story of what happened with Harry Carson. And if you don't, Harry Carson went on to play 13 years for the Giants as their middle linebacker, as their team captain. One of their team captains had a tremendous career. I mean, the man could run. He could, he could, he, he was a terror against the run. Um, nobody was getting past him. He could cover. He could do all kinds of things. He could rush the passer. Harry played the ultimately complete game for a linebacker and he had a hall of fame career and finally he was inducted into the hall of fame after several times actually in which he was overlooked by the voting committee why i don't know he should have been in in my opinion he should have gotten in a lot quicker than he did but he did ultimately get in and um you know having spoken with harry for my book the big 50 the many moments that made the new york giants Harry gives a lot of credit to Marty Schottenheimer and said that he probably would not have had the career that he had at the NFL level were it not for Marty and his belief and his conviction that Harry would make a better uh, middle linebacker as opposed to a defensive lineman. So, you know, a, a piece of uh, trivia there for you, history on the Giants and uh, again, condolences to the Schottenheimer family, to the Giants family, because look, at the end of the day, everybody who comes through those doors, they are, they do become part of the family. And, um, you know, once a giant, always a giant. That's what Wellington Mary used to say. And, and that still holds true, even with the new generation of ownership with John and, and uh, Steve Tisch and Charlie. All right, Giant fans, we are going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to continue with today's show, which, by the way, is a uh, grab bag type of show where we just have random topics to talk about. And, uh, you know, some are news driven, some aren't. So we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk 
a little bit salary cap and Nate Solder. So stay with us. With the ever-increasing number of auto makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait for the counterperson to order the parts on a computer, usually choosing the brands that the store happens to prefer? Instead, take your search for your auto parts to rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all your auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily drive, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Hey, Giant fans. This is Patricia Trainer, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, triumphbooks.com and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back Giant fans to segment two of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you on a grab bag Wednesday and we're covering everything you need to know about the New York Giants here on the Locked on Giants podcast. But what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked on Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked on Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked on Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um, in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Nate Solder and some salary cap issues. Now, uh, for those of you not aware, I like to dabble in the salary cap. It's something I understand, um, something I find fascinating. And I use quite a bit of, you know, because look, when you, when you draw up these, um, personnel plans and whatnot, you have to take the salary cap into consideration. You just can't just throw out a name and say, Oh, the giant should do this, this, and this and not take the salary cap into consideration. So anyway, I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine and this topic of Nate Solder came up and, and, um, I don't know why I put this two and two together, but I said, Hey, 
you know what? The more I think about this, the more I think the Giants can do what they what the Saints did with Drew Brees in order to save some salary cap, be both before and after uh, with Nate Solder. Now, let me just back up a little bit and just kind of give you the numbers so this all makes sense. Nate Solder is due to count for $16.5 million against this 2021 salary cap. That number cannot be. It just, they cannot carry that number. I don't care if Solder continues with his career or if he retires or they cut him. They just can't take that number. All right. Now, if they wanted to clear him out, totally clear him out, right now the Giants would be looking at a $6 million savings and a $10.5 million dead money hit. If they were to designate Solder a post-June 1st transaction, they would be looking at, um, let me just see, post-June 1st transaction, they would be looking at a $10 million savings with a $6.5 million cap, uh, dead money hit, excuse me, and then $4 million would get dumped into the 2022 dead money pot. All right, still not exactly favorable. And also, by the way, when you designate a player as a post-June 1st transaction, you cannot spend that money until June 1st. So I kind of, you know, I've got to go back and I've got to look at, you know, the finer points of what the Saints did with Drew Brees. But in a nutshell, what they did was they lowered Drew Brees' salary, his base salary, to the veteran minimum which I think was one point, I think it was 1.095 million. I don't remember what it was beforehand, but they cleared out quite a bit of money before even making a move with him by, by basically taking that base salary and creating a straightforward um, pay cut. So in doing that, they freed up, you know, a certain amount. I think they freed up $25 million or something like that right off the bat that they will have to use in, you know, when free agency opens. Well, I got the thinking. I said to myself, self, why couldn't the Giants do something like that with Nate Solder? You know, Nate Solder has a base salary of $9.9 million with a $100,000 workout bonus. So let's say $10 million. Soldier's got a $10 million, um cap hit, base salary and workout bonus. All right, so why not cut all that down, get rid of the workout bonus, and cut down that $9.9 million to um, the, the minimum, which again, I believe is uh, one point, it's actually, I think, $1.075 million, I think is what the number is, not $1.095. So in doing that, the Giants would save $8.825 million and have that money available to use right away because it's a salary reduction. It's not taking that money and restructuring it over the life of the contract. That's not what they would be doing. Then for bookkeeping purposes so that the remaining uh, prorated signing bonus doesn't accelerate into the Giants' current cap, what they could do is they could then uh, designate Nate Solder as a post-June 1st transaction. At that point, instead of 
the um, 6.5, instead of 10, um, I'm sorry, I think it's, um, let me just redo the math real quick here. Instead of 10.5 million hitting the cap as it would for a, a pre-June 1st transaction, it now becomes a 6.5 million dead money hit um, with the remaining 4 million due to hit 2022. So... There are a couple of other little nuances and I'm going to look those up and, and, you know, I think I'm going to put an article together on that for Giants Country. But, you know, this is, this is yet another way you can manipulate the cap. And, you know, the Saints doing it with Breeze and why not? Why, why wouldn't the Giants want to do that then with Nate Solder? If that can free up some money for them to use right away to where now they can be more competitive in free agency, maybe that money now becomes, uh, you know, that extra $8 million or so that they save. Now maybe they can use that to bring back Dalvin Tomlinson. You know, again, a big, a big uh, what if. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off, but um, just... You know, it's interesting. The cap is just so fascinating the way you can move it around and, and manipulate it. And I just think that, you know, the Giants owe it to themselves to look into it. And I'm very curious to see if they do it, you know, and and um, what they come up with. And, if, you know, if anybody's going to come up with a, a way to manipulate that cap, it's going to be the Giants and Kevin Abrams, who has done just an absolute masterful job with managing that salary cap. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what he, he's able to come up with to, um, you know, to make that salary cap hit work, assuming that Nate Solder does, um, no longer plays for the Giants. And by the way, a, P, a postscript on Nate Solder, because I wanted to check on something here. Um, as everybody knows, Nate Solder opted out of the 2020 season due to COVID concerns. And as a high-risk opt-out, he received $250,000. So what I was curious to find out is, is that money going to be credited back to the Giants or are they going to be deducted that money? And my understanding, and I confirmed this with Jason Fitzgerald of uh, Over the Cap, who's really, you know, one of the go-tos for, for cap questions. Um, he doesn't believe they, that the high-risk opt-outs get credited back to the teams, that, you know, once the player gets that money, that's it, it's theirs. And, you know, it came out of last year's cap. It didn't come out of this year's cap. So, um, so yeah, just just a little FYI regarding Solder and the opt-out and how that all kind of factors in. So that's uh, that that's the little, you know piece on Nate Solder and the salary cap. And again, we'll see what the Giants do. So, all right, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena. We're doing a grab bag Wednesday. Stay with us. We'll be right back with segment three. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sportsbook expert. 
Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Grab Bag Wednesday. And speaking of Wednesdays, Wednesdays on Locked on NFL takes a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapien are joined every week by a Locked on Draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance? Uh, this season, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Um, in this segment on this Grab Bag Wednesday, let's talk a little bit about another salary cap decision the Giants have to make, and that would be um, Kevin Zeitler. Now, Kevin Zeitler is, to me, a very interesting dilemma. You know, I, I think, obviously, this could go one or two ways. And initially, I know when I did my salary cap plan for the Giants, I had the Giants cutting Kevin Zeitler. And, you know, I, I have to say, I just didn't feel comfortable writing that. When I write something, I, I like to know that I feel comfortable that it has a realistic chance of happening and it makes sense to do it the way I've described it. And I, when I wrote it, even though, you know, the numbers and, and the logic were there, just something about that whole transaction bothered me. And I want to revisit here on the podcast uh, and kind of talk it through a little bit as to what I think might happen with the Giants. Um, you know, especially now that they've got a new offensive line coach coming in. Rob Sale has been hired uh, to, to be the offensive line coach. Gotten great reviews, by the way, from those I've heard from and whatnot. But let's talk about Kevin Zeitler and his contract. Now, Kevin Zeitler is entering the final year of his deal. He, he's going to count for $14.5 million against the salary cap. $12 million of that is a base salary, and $2.5 million is the prorated bonus, which means if the Giants were to cut him, they would save $12 million on the cap and be hit with a $2.5 million dead money charge. All right, so initially when I wrote this, I said, look, this makes all the sense because you only, you know, the contract will come off the books. Um, it just makes too much sense not to do it right now rather than, you know, if there were two years left on the deal, for example, would you do it or would you wait? And the more I think about it, the more I wonder if the move would really make sense. Now, let's forget about the money aspect of it, because when you make these cuts, you obviously don't want to create a hole on your roster just for the sake of saving money, because ultimately you're not doing yourself any favor. The Giants right now, their guards are Zeitler, Will Hernandez, and Shane Lemieux. Can we be certain that Shane Lemieux and Will Hernandez are the future? Especially after how Will Hernandez never made it really back into the starting lineup following his bout with COVID. Or how Shane Lemieux struggled with uh, pass protection. Now, you know, you, you got to say to yourself, okay, new coaching uh, is coming in. These guys will ultimately get better. But with Hernandez, I, I, I just keep going back there, and, I, and I, just, I just wonder if Hernandez is a fit for what the Giants want to run. You know, um, you ask Hernandez to fire out 
and go straight ahead and and he's fine with that you know he can work perfectly on an island but the moment you take him out of there and you ask him to you know pull and do all these fancy stuff that's when things get a little you know uh a little sloppy if you will um so i i just got to thinking okay would the giants necessarily get rid of Zeitler, who I, I think we can all agree was their best guard. Even though, you know, his play might have dropped off a little bit, he was still their best guard. Um, so do they keep him or do they get rid of him? I think it makes sense to keep him. But here's what I would do, because obviously that $14.5 million cap hit just is, it's a little uh, steep. I, I think we can agree. And I would look to maybe get that number down um, if if I could, if I'm the Giants. Now, how do we get that number down? Well, glad you asked. Um, I, in my article, put together um, a proposal for Zeitler in which I saved some money. And here's what I came up with. All right. So I came up with a two-year um Actually, it's a one-year extension because uh, Zeitler, again, is in the final year of his contract in 2021. I lowered his uh, cap number to $10 million from $14.5 million. So what, it, what I did was I cut his, um, his base salary from $12 million to $6 million. Um, and I took um, – he, he's getting $2.5 million, obviously uh, – his remaining prorated bonus that hasn't changed. Um, the six million that uh, the that I trimmed from the salary, I, I, I'm giving him back a three million dollar signing bonus. Okay, so he's going to get one point five million hit prorated in 2021, one point five million hit 2022, and I'm giving him a roster bonus in 2022 to kind of make up for some of the lost money. So. I got his cap number down to ten million in each of twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, but the dead money in twenty twenty two would only be one point five million if he is not on my roster. So it's just a way to kind of keep Zeitler on the team. If you you know have any doubts about Hernandez or or um, Lemieux being your one of your starters or whatnot. Um, and it's also a way to help the team out because, look, I mean, they're, they're going to need to be really creative in terms of clearing out some cap, salary cap space. Now, with Alex Tanney um, retiring, they did get back some space. And I'm just checking over the cap here to see what they have. The Giants now have, it looks like, um, they have 1.126 what, I'm sorry, $1,126,703 of cap space after being in the red, something like $3 million. So, you know, they did some finagling, obviously, and the Tanny contract, which was a reserves future contract, that helped just a little bit. But so many different ways this cap can go. I mean, now, now you see why, you know, George Young always used to say that it was the last thing on his mind when he, when he went to bed and the first thing he thought of when he first woke up. So, um, we'll see what the Giants come up with and, and it should be interesting. And of course, as they reveal what they do, I will help you and I, 
you know, understand it as best as I can. So, all right, Giant fans, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on Giants. I hope you enjoyed today's grab bag edition. And tomorrow we will do a uh, throwback Thursday show. Friday will be a free agency show. And then we'll do it all over again next week. Mock Draft Monday, Twitter Tuesday. Uh, we'll do a grab bag. We'll do, um, you know, Throwback Thursday and Free Agent Friday. And we'll try and mix it up a little bit wherever possible. Um, and don't forget, we are still taking your applications for Fan Appreciation Week. Um, if I don't get enough in for, to do a week, what I'll do is I'll just kind of space it out. Maybe plug that in on a Wednesday instead. If you would like to participate and be considered to be a guest on the show, would be happy to have you. Um, all you need to do is text the word Big Blue, all one word, to 474747. Standard text messaging and data rates may apply. Um, if you text that mess that word over, you will get a, a return message with a link to our online application just a few basic questions to help me with you know reaching out to you and and planning and whatnot so uh just take if you're serious about coming on just take a few minutes to fill that out uh send it in and i will be looking at at applications received uh over the weekend so your deadline to apply is friday hope to hear from from some more of you i've already heard from a few of you and hope some more of you will will, will jump in and you know when you come on the show we'll talk about your giant football memories and we'll just kind of sit around and spend time talking about the giants you know just just like two old buddies having a a beer at a bar or something like that you remember those days right i know i do so all right giant fans that's going to do it for today well, until tomorrow's show, have a great one.